Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Are you excited to be at Radiant Church today? Man, you look good today. I'm glad that you're with us. My name is Aaron Burke. I'm the lead pastor here at Radiant Church, where we are one church in four locations. Joining us in St. Petersburg, Brandon Heights, here at South Tampa. So good to see you guys with us gathering back together and all of those who are joining us online around the world. It's pretty remarkable what God is doing. But let me just say this. There's a special group, and I know the location pastors have already shouted them out, but I'm going to do it one more time. Can we give it up for those who are are joining us for the very first time? today. It's a big deal that you're with us. We celebrate you. If you're looking for a place to get connected right here at Radiant Church is the place to be. And I believe you have found your church home. So the shopping's over. Get plugged in. We're glad that you're connected with us. Hey, we are starting a brand new series called Daddy Issues. So we are a note-taking church. So you can take out those notes that you got on the way in. Or you can download the uh, Radiant Church app. At we are Radiant right there in the app store. You can download it and follow along with the notes. The idea of this series is that we are going to work through some of your issues. And let me just say this, you've got issues. And if you don't think you've got issues... That's your issue right there. I promise you. You got them. The person next to you have got them. Some of you are like, yeah, the person next to me has really got some issues. But let me tell you this. Most of your issues are really foundational in the fact of how you were raised. That you were raised in in situations that were less than ideal. Many times they carry through the rest of your life. And so we are going to be addressing some root issues that we have. That's why we call it daddy issues. And this doesn't mean necessarily these issues are from your parents or from your dad, but maybe it was your upbringing, maybe it's situations that you've walked through recently, but we're going to really connect with these issues and find what God's word says about them and try to get you healthy and whole during this season. I think it'll help you move from where you are to where God wants you to be. So the way we're going to do it is we're going to evaluate God's relationship the God the Father's relationship with his son Jesus. And we're going to see how a perfect father-son relationship happened and how Jesus was able to do so much here on the earth because of that connection. And as you see their relationship, I believe it'll help you find a little lot of freedom in your relationships. And so there's only two different instances in the entire New Testament where we have God the Father speaking to Jesus, his son. So we have two different instances. The first one is at his baptism before he was ever um, did any ministry. We hear an instance where God the Father is speaking from heaven. The other one is later in Jesus' ministry. It's called the transfiguration. It's where Jesus goes on top of this mountain. It was shown to be fully God, also shown to be perfect. It's a great moment, and God the Father speaks yet again. And both times that God the Father speaks from heaven about his son, he says the exact same thing. So I'm going to show you it. I'm going to show you one from the book of Mark, and then I'm going to show you the transformation from the book of transfiguration from the book of uh, Matthew. Let's look at Mark chapter 1, verse 10. It says, just as Jesus was coming out of the water, this is him getting baptized, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. By the way, this is why we believe in the Trinity. The Trinity is God is three in one. You can see all three members of the Trinity in this one passage. So we have Jesus in the water, the Holy Spirit descending, and then we hear a voice from heaven, that's God the Father speaking, and he says, you are my son. 
whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. Now we have three years later into Jesus's ministry. He's now at his prime, which by the way, this is very interesting that when Jesus was unknown and when Jesus was well known, God said the exact same thing about his life. So many times we let our performance be the thing that says, I hope God is pleased with me. And I want you to know today, God is pleased with you if you never did anything else with your life. Like you have to embrace the the fact that God is pleased with you just as you are. And that'll help set a lot of you guys free. Matthew chapter 17, this is the transfiguration. And it says it this way, while Jesus was, when he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my son. Sounds familiar, right? In whom I love, with him I am well pleased. God the Father speaks the same thing twice over his son, and it's what every child needs. Let's break it down. And I'm breaking it down because this is the whole foundation of this series you're going to hear for the next three weeks. These three points. Here it is. You are my son. And that shows us that we all need this in our life. We all need acceptance. A lot of you guys are dealing with what you're dealing with because nobody's ever accepted you before. You are my son. And then he says, in whom I love, you need some affection. We'll talk about that one next week. You need to learn how to find love in the right places. That's going to be huge. And then the third one is, in whom I'm well pleased, you need some affirmation. You need to hear what God is speaking over your life, that he is for you and not against you. We all need this, and actually, every single one of your issues, I would say, comes back to the fact that you have missed out on acceptance, affection, or affirmation. And it's not just we believe this because the Bible says it, even though that is true. We believe that science has proven this. Look what it says in Inc. Magazine. Everyone has three fundamental needs. Well, what would those needs be if they were three fundamental needs? Look what they need. They need to be safe. That would be your affection. That would be the love. They need to feel like they belong. That is the acceptance right there. And they need to feel like they matter. That is the affirmation right there. Do you see it? And we need these things in our life. So we try to find them in our parents, but they have fallen short. And here's why all of your parents have fallen short. Not because they were necessarily bad, but because they are humans. Your spouse falls short, not because they're against you. They're humans. That boss falls short. Why? Because they're humans. And I want you to get this. Ready? Write it on your notes. Our greatest needs are fulfilled partially in people, but perfectly in God. And you can experience the perfect relationship that you desire in that relationship with God if you, will, if you will open yourself up today to receiving from him. And I just want to say this because there's a lot of people that are listening to this and you don't have a relationship with God. If you'll just open up your heart a little bit today, you're going to realize what you wanted so bad in your parents and what you want so bad in your friends and what you want so bad in your boss, you're never going to find it in them but you can find it in a relationship with God who loves you, who is for you, who wants to be a part of your life, you can find that in him. So let's start with the first one today. I titled this message, Overcoming Rejection. If we're gonna deal with the issue of acceptance, we need to talk about rejection a little bit because I don't know about you, I've dealt with some rejection. And I know you've dealt with rejection, applied for the college and you didn't get in, Tried to join the team. You didn't, weren't part of it. You, you asked the girl on a date. She said, no, it's better to stay in the friend zone. 
Come on, there's nothing worse than the friend zone, right? Like it's just, it's terrible. Like we've all had those moments where we've been rejected, we were cheated on or broken up with. It's, rejection is a normal part of life. I started to make it a list the other day of all the ways that I have been rejected and I got really depressed just thinking about it. Like it was just like all the times that I should have succeeded that I didn't and I thought about my, my basketball career and y'all think I'm really tall so you're like, man, this guy must be good at basketball. There, it takes more than tallness to be good at basketball. I found that out. Sixth grade, I, um, I went and tried out for a basketball team at a small Christian school. Only two people did not make the team in the sixth grade class. The two people were me and one other guy who happened to be as wide as he is tall. Like that was the reality of the story. And we didn't make it. That's rejection. It hurts. It hurts bad. Um, another time, I, so the next year I said, I'm going to try it again. I'm going I'm to try out for the team again. This is seventh grade. I tried out um, that year. Only one person out of the seventh and eighth grade team that was combined together in a small little Christian school, only one person's name was not on that list of people that made the team. Yours truly. Still working through this, guys, in counseling. Like, it's, it, it hurts. 16 years old, I was called into ministry and called to preach and to travel. Like, I knew I, God wanted to do something with my life. And so, at this small Christian school, they had a student-led chapel. So, they let you try out to be able to preach for the chapel. I tried out. They said I was terrible. And they said, you'll never be able to speak. That was a rejection. That's tough. It'll hurt you. I go a few years later, I went to... I was on my senior trip. We went on a senior trip to Europe. So it was like three weeks. We went through Italy and Switzerland. I was with a whole group of people in my, my class. And so I remember going there and there was this girl I really liked. And so she was on the trip. I got to be careful because she watches some of these messages still. So it's very awkward. But anyway, she was, <laughs> my wife found out about this story this morning. So <laughs> and created great conversation before service today. Um, but anyway, so we were on this trip together with, with our whole class. And so we get to Switzerland. We're at this like lake at Switzerland. There's the mountains are behind us. There's, I'm not lying. There's fireworks going off on the mountain. Like we're watching this moment and I'm realizing this is my chance. I had never kissed a girl before in my life. So I was like, this is my chance to shine. Like if there was a moment for a first kiss, this was it. So I put my arm around her, I looked at her, and then I started to lean in. And she looked at me, and she's like, Aaron, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Rejection. It hurts. It hurts bad. I'm telling you, it's part of life. We started the church here. We were so excited. We were, it was our, our dream. And I remember as soon as the church started, it was like every other week, it seemed like somebody that helped start the church with us would leave. And well, this wasn't what we thought it would be. And we thought y'all's relationship with us would be different and, and all these messed up ideas. And, and it really hurt. Actually, when our daughter, our second daughter was born, it was about a year into the church, um, a couple came to visit us at the hospital. So the wife went with Katie into the room. The, the husband said, hey, I need to talk to you for a second so we went outside and he told me that day how he was leaving the church I was like you're here to visit my daughter that was just born like there's probably a better appropriate time to tell me this rejection hurts mother Teresa says it this way the greatest disease in the west today is not tb or leprosy it is being unwanted unloved and uncared for that is the state of the world we're in today 
And let me just tell you and fill you in, if you've never dealt with rejection, it's because you haven't lived yet, because rejection is part of life. There will be schools that you apply for that you don't get into. There will be people that you want to be friends with that don't friend you back. There'll be people you follow that don't follow you. There will be things that you sign up for. There's some of you guys, you tried to sign up for a radiant group last week and you dealt with rejection because you couldn't get into the group. I know it's a part of life. Rejection is there. There's going to be people that don't like you. There's going to be people that unfollow you. My wife has people that unfollow her on social media. How? Like she's perfect. Like if if if, some, if 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 you have a problem with Katie Burke, it's your problem. I promise you that. Like there's, she's just too nice. But all these people like have the problem with her. It's because she's married to me. But she, they have a problem with her. And here's why: because we all will deal with rejection. It's a part of life. And and, and here's why: because even Jesus dealt with rejection. So if you're looking for a place where you can get to where you never get rejected again, you won't. You won't get there. So we can't remove rejection. We have to learn how to deal with rejection. Jesus said it this way. If they mistreated me, guess what? They're going to mistreat you. So you have to realize this is a part of life. And some of y'all are dealing with it right now. You have been mistreated terribly. What do we do about it? Look what Jesus, I believe, continually went back to when he dealt with rejection. Is that he continually went back to the fact of what did my father say about me? And here's what God the father said. You are my Son, how do we deal with rejection in our life? Here's how. This is the key phrase. If you don't get anything else, walk away with this phrase today. We overcome man's rejection by embracing God's acceptance. I'll say it again. I know you're writing it down, and then I want you to shout it down because it's a good line right there. We overcome man's rejection by what? By embracing God's acceptance. Can I hear a good amen? amen? Let me tell you, you will care way less about what people do to you when you realize how much God loves you, how much God is for you, how much God is on your side. People might abandon you, but God has not abandoned you. We overcome man's rejection by embracing God's acceptance. So I want to spend the next few minutes that I have with you, instead of focusing on the rejection that has happened to you, which is very real, I want to help you embrace God's acceptance of you. You're going to walk out of here with some confidence, just like Jesus did out of that water, knowing, you know what? I am God's son. I am accepted by God, and you need this today, all right? Here's the first point. Number one, it's my acceptance by God came at a price. Came at a price. Just say this. It's not a cheap price. It's not an inexpensive thing. No, it was a big deal for us to find acceptance by God. Here's why. Because you were not born accepted by God. This is eight. Now, this is going to get intense for like three minutes, and then we're all going to laugh and smile, and it'd be good again, all right? Let me just say this. We are not born into a great relationship with God. We are born separated from God. We are born into sin. If you don't believe me, go hang out with my two-year-old daughter. I love her to death. She's cute. I know you, so, you follow her, you see her on social media. She's so cute. But she's evil. 
I promise you that. Like, I didn't have to teach her any of it. Like, she do all the things she does, she does them naturally. And if you've raised a child, you realize you don't have to teach them to be bad. It comes very natural for us. Why? Because we are born into sin. My oldest daughter, who's eight, she's serving today with our cafe team right now. And so she, while well, she's serving, um, I'll tell the story. It's fun. But she was, when she was about three, me and her were in the Brandon Mall. We were walking around and I had to get something done at Apple. So we go into Apple for a little bit, getting some stuff done. I think I had to get something fixed. And we go to walk out of Apple. And when I walk out of Apple with her, she's, you know, she's three. So she's kind of awkward. So she was, she was walking and she's got her hand like this walking out of Apple. So I, I'm walking with her and I'm looking at her. I'm like, I'm like, Lily, are you okay? And she's like, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, Lily. Look, is something wrong? Like, is something you need to tell me? No, 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 I'm, I'm okay. You know, like, you know, at that age, you're not even good at sinning. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not even like a professional at it. You just, you don't do it very well at all. So she's, she's just walking awkwardly out of that thing. And I'm like, I can, I know what's going on. So finally, I'm like, Lily, do you have something to tell me? No, no, nothing to tell me. So finally, I say, Lily, what's in your hand? And so she goes and to bring out what's in her hand. And she's got a full-on iPod touch sitting in her hand. Like this is one of the, it looks like an iPhone, but it's like an iPod touch. I'm like, how did you swipe that thing? You're three years old. Did your mother teach you this? Like, like I didn't teach her. No, no, it's, nobody had to teach her. Why? It came natural for her to do. Why? Because this is how we were born into this world. The Bible says it this way in Colossians. Once you were alienated from God. Let me tell you what that means, okay? That means you're disconnected from God. Why? You were enemies in your mind because of your evil behavior. Now, I know that's not fun, exciting news, but let me tell you, there is good news on the other side of this. So I just want you to know, this is the reason we have the issues we have. This is also the reason the whole idea of like, well, I've always dealt with this or I'm born this way. All of those things, by the way, are because why? Because we're born into a sin, into sin, alienated by God, from God. So what is the response? The Bible says it this way. But he has now reconciled you through Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight. So you were disconnected, but you don't have to stay disconnected without blemish and free from accusation. So you now can now have that relationship, that acceptance by God because the sacrifice has been paid. What was the sacrifice? It was two things. Write it down. Number one, the price God paid for our acceptance was the sacrifice of Jesus. By the way, there's this whole like false humility idea out there where people walk around, they go, oh man, I'm worthless. I'm, I'm no good. I'm but dirt in God's eyes. That's not how God sees you, by the way. You got, you got, get a little bit more like understanding. God sees you as incredibly valuable. You know how I know God sees you as valuable? Because the price he paid for you is unbelievably expensive. He paid with the very, his very son on the cross for you. And I'm gonna just say, God did not pay for some trash that way. You are not trash. You are treasure in the hand of God that he thought was worth his son's life. That was the price that was paid for your sins, for your 
you're being alienated, God said, no, I want them to be accepted, but a price has to be paid. Jesus was that price. Now what's their, our response? Here's the second part. The price we pay for our acceptance is the surrender of our will. So I understand that, listen, everybody has the opportunity now because of what Jesus did, but sadly, not everybody chooses to say yes to that call in their life. There's a lot of people that refuse the acceptance from God and say, no, 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 I'm gonna do things my way. I'm gonna live my, my way. And that's probably a lot of you guys here today who are going, you know what, I'm just gonna do it my way. How's that working out for you? God brought you to church today because he loves you so much. The Bible says he is patient with you, not wanting anybody to perish. He doesn't want you to stay alienated. He wants you to be accepted. How? By repentance, saying, I'm not going to do it my way. I'm going to do it God's way. And I promise you this, church, God's way is always the best way. When you live your life for him, you experience acceptance. Come on. Can you give him some praise today? So my acceptance, it came at a price. Here's the second one. My acceptance by God came with perks, came with a little bit of like goodies. Like you, you need this. I love this. I love a good, a good loyalty perk or bonus. I, I was, um, got status a few years ago with Delta. So I used to travel a lot before COVID. And so when you travel a lot, you know, you get up in status. And so what happens, you get a free upgrade every once in a while. That's how they like, that's the perk of it. So I've gotten upgrades in the United States and it's not like great. Like if you're traveling in the front, you just get a little bit bigger seat. It's not an awesome experience. But a few years ago, I was traveling overseas and I got the alert that day. I was going to fly from De uh, Detroit to Shanghai. It's about a 15 hour flight. And I got the alert that I had got a free upgrade for like first class overseas. Now that's a big deal. I was like pumped. So I'm traveling with, my, with a buddy of mine who oversees our missions work here. So we're going together. So we go to get on the plane and you know, you get on the plane, you, you walk through the same place to get on the plane, but then he goes that way to where like the cattle car, like the back area of the plane. And then I go to the left and there was a point that I stopped in a second. I was like, you know what? I should probably give him this upgrade. You know, what would Jesus do? And then I paused and I thought, you know what? Jesus probably wouldn't fly this airline. He would probably fly himself. He could just teleport there. So that's not, it's not applicable. So I went to the front and he went to the back. I'm still human, guys. So I'm spending the 15 hours in luxury. About eight hours into it, I'm sitting there. I got a little like robe that they give you and little slippers. And I was like, oh, I'll walk back there with the peasants and see what he's been doing back there. <laughs> I walked back and I, I was like, how's your food been? He was talking about how his like terrible cold pasta was, was. And I was like, oh, well, they made a steak and had a little lobster on the side. And they brought up a card and made me uh, ice cream sundaes right there. Oh, while you're flying. I'm telling you the perk was awesome. And let me tell you this, as a follower of Jesus, there is something that you need to give up. Your will and you surrender it to God and you say, God, I'm going to give you my life. But the benefit of following God far outweighs any sacrifice you'll ever pay. The fact of being able to following God, having acceptance by God, it comes with some perks that I want to remind you of this morning. Let me, let me just give you a few of them. You get total forgiveness being accepted by God. When you accept what Jesus did for you on the cross, do you remember, let me remind you, you are forgiven. Past, present, and future. Totally forgiven of your sin. 
And this is a perk that you need to remember because if not, the enemy will try to lie to you and here's what he'll put on you. He'll put on shame and guilt. He'll make you feel bad all the time and you'll go around acting defeated when you have total victory in Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, you are forgiven. If you've put your faith in Jesus, why are you remembering your sins? Remember that Jesus cast them as far as the east is from the west. So why are you reminding yourself of this? The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That is a hard thing for us to remember because guess what? We try to condemn ourselves of the past mistakes or the current mistakes we've made when in reality they are forgiven because of Jesus. We've created this whole uh, penalty box experience. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you go watch um, hockey, you know, the entire time you're watching um, hockey, you're waiting for them to do what? Fight, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I watch it too. So the, you're waiting for them to fight. So if they fight, it's against the rules. They get put in the penalty box. And based on how bad it is, depends on how long they stay in that penalty box. Christians have made penalty boxes for themselves for far too long. I hear it all the time. Well, Aaron, I can't go to church. I've screwed up. Aaron, I can't engage in this. I can't serve. I can't do this. I'm like, who, who's putting you in the penalty box? You, you're, you're putting yourself into a box that Jesus went to 2,000 years for on the cross. He went to the penalty box for you. Don't put yourself in there. You can be forgiven and are forgiven in Jesus. That's why Hebrews says, don't throw off your confidence. Christians should walk around not sitting there with shame, but with confidence. Guess what? God saved me. He forgave me. He's working stuff out of me. And I'm not going to look around in shame because I know I am forgiven. It's a perk of being accepted by God. Here's another one. Is that now you can have freedom. He doesn't, he doesn't just want to claim you. He wants to clean you. <laughs> he does. He wants to clean you up. And guess what? When you're his son or his daughter, guess what he does? He's like, they're accepted by me. Now I'm going to work out some stuff in them. And he's not cleaning you up to shame you and to make you to feel bad. No, no, he's cleaning up because he knows the potential of you on this other side. Just on the other side of you being cleaned up is a life that can be transformed, is, is impact that can be made. I'm telling you, if you'll just let God do the work in you, he wants to make you get free. And the Bible says it this way, he whom the Son sets free is free Indeed, he wants to get you free. Let me just say this, not, not to be weird, but like I like all the others. I like to like, you know, relax and meditate and I don't really meditate, but you got the idea. Like, like all the stuff out there here all the time, like, well, I found I'm trying to get this and good vibes and positive energy. And listen, all, all need, none of that can free you. Time can't free you. Time, time can't heal you, by the way. That's not, that's not what heals you. Guess what? Jesus is what heals you. It is Jesus that'll free you. It is Jesus that'll help you overcome that addiction. It is Jesus that'll change that mindset. It is Jesus that'll do it in your life. And if it's a son and daughter of God, just understand you are open and available for God to transform you. That's why if people reject me because of my flaws, guess what? It's okay. God accepts me despite my flaws. And guess what? Those people can't change me, but God can change me. So I 
overcome man's rejection by embracing God's acceptance. And God accepts me and wants me to be free. Come on, can you give him a little bit of praise today, church? And the last one is this, is that the perks of being accepted by God is you get a family. Now, I know some of y'all have had some screwed up families. I understand it. My family, we had, we had a lot of fun, but we had a lot of issues. And all of our families are broken, but man, there's something great about being part of the family of God. And that's what the church is. If you're trying to figure out this whole thing of why do I go to church? Why do I need it? Because the church becomes your family. The Bible says in Psalm 68, he sets the lonely in families. He knows that you're, we're all disconnected. We're all doing our own thing, but we come together as the family of God. And it's beautiful. I mean, we, it, it doesn't mean we don't have issues. I'm telling you, we got, we got some weird people in our family. I have to admit it. We all got some weird uncles, even here at Radio Church. Come on, we got some weird uncles. But we're a family. We do this thing together. And I know other people might have rejected you and other people might have given up on you. I just want you to know that the church won't. And if the church has in the past, and if, I, I want to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, that you've had a bad church experience. I want you to know, give it another try. Don't let the rejection of the past paralyze you from the potential of what God wants to do in your future. And I think there's so many times in our life, we let rejection paralyze us and keep us and go, well, it didn't happen then. Embrace God's acceptance and go, you know what? God, I don't want to just be accepted by you. I want to be accepted in this family. And I'm telling you, I can't speak for every other church, but I can speak for this one. That at this family, you will be accepted. You will be, we will love you just like you are. We will care for you. We will walk with your issues. We will pray together. We will laugh together. We will sing together. We will praise together. We will rejoice together. We will weep together. We're not going to bash each other. We're going we're gonna to speak life over each other. This is the family of God, and I'm proud to be part of it. And you are good to be part of it, too. That's one of the perks. It says in 1 Peter, you are not once a people, but now you are the people of God. This is who we are. Don't ever feel like you're alone. You've never been, we're created to do life alone. We're created to do it together. You get accepted into the family of God. My acceptance came with a price, comes with perks. And lastly, let me just say this, it comes with a purpose. What is the purpose of you being accepted by God? It's not so you can walk around to other people and go, wow, look at me, I'm accepted, you're not I'm in the family, you're alienated outside of the family. That is not the whole thing. We're not called to be some exclusive club that, that you know, separates themselves. No, no, no. Here's why you have been accepted. Ready? Bible says it like this. Accept one another just as Christ accepted what? You. So you've been accepted in and now you are to be that acceptance to everybody else. I really, really hope in our world today that the people that are alienated, separated from God can look in at the church and go, you know what? Because of their love, because of their compassion, because of their grace, because of their desire, I want to be like them. And I hope that people can look at your life and say, I want to be accepted by God just like you are. Radiant Church, let me give you a strong but firm reminder. You might 
be the only Jesus these people ever see. You might be the only scripture they ever read. You might be the only answer to prayer they ever pray. Let's do our part in this season. It's not a season to divide. It's not a season to unfriend. It's not a season to cause controversy. It's a season that we accept other people and bring them into the family of God to experience the joy and the hope that we have in Jesus. Come on, give him a little praise, amen? And I get the pain, I get the frustration. It's a very divided season. Can I ask you to be raised above that division right now? Let me just put it in your notes this way as we close. People are not the problem. Republicans aren't the problem, Democrats aren't the problem. The left isn't the problem, the right's not the problem, the government's not the problem. Your neighbor's not the problem. Your in-laws are not the problem. They're not the problem. Here it is, ready? People are the purpose. <laughs> so it's not, they're not the problem, they're the purpose. So if you get frustrated from, by them, just remember it's because the bigger issue is that they are alienated from God. They're separated from their creator. So don't try to win them politically, win them in a relationship with God. And watch how if you will connect them with the God of the universe through your life and through your love and through your message, then watch how God will change their life. The hope is not going to be in November. The hope is not going to be in some cure. The hope is not going to be in some system. The hope that is found is that people can get reconnected and accepted to God through a relationship with Jesus. That is the hope that we bring. That's the hope that we celebrate. How about in every location we stand on our feet? Let's bring him our best praise, our best worship, and put our hope right on him. Come on, let's sing it out. Spirit is speaking to you right now. What's your takeaway today? What's, what's the thing that you're holding on to? Maybe it's that you don't remember that you're forgiven. You're walking around with shame and guilt. Maybe you don't, you're not walking away free. You, you've been running from your issues instead of running to your Father in heaven to help you with those issues. Maybe you're, you've been disconnected from the family of God. You go, Aaron, I've been hurt before. Maybe the Holy Spirit's just saying, you know what, now it's time to trust again. We overcome man's rejection by embracing God's acceptance. God is for you. God is on your side. God wants to walk you through this. Other people in this place today, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You are separated from God because of your sin. I get it. We're all there. I want you to know God brought you to this place today because he wants you to have that relationship with him. He paid for that to be possible on the cross 2,000 years ago. So now what do we do? 
now it's in your court. The ball's in your court. Like now it's your decision. Will you surrender your will and say, you know what, I'm going to follow God or are you going to keep doing it your way? And you know your way's not working out for you. Why don't you surrender your life to God and watch how God can transform your life starting right now. And as soon as you make this decision, here's what you become. You become accepted by God as a son or daughter of Him. Just, it changes everything. How do we do it? We make a simple yet significant decision to give Jesus our life. And we're gonna respond. We're gonna do a faith response. By, and on, on a count of three, you're gonna throw your hand up. You're gonna go, Aaron, that's me. I'm making, my, I'm making a decision today to give Jesus my life, my past, my sin. I wanna be a son or daughter of God. If that's you, count of three, I want you to throw that hand up. Ready? One, two, three. All over this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, so many people, thank you. Thank you, those that are watching online at every one of our locations, just throw the hand up, put it right back down. Let's pray together. Let's make a, a declaration together of a decision that'll change your entire life. How about we all say it at every location out loud. Say, dear Jesus, come on, say it loud. Dear Jesus, today I make a decision to give you my life, my past, my present, and my future. Forgive my sin for the rest of my life. I want to follow you. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, Radiant Church, can we celebrate? Some of the people just made the best decision of their life. It's incredible. We're proud of you guys. Here's what we want you to do. First of all, you need to let somebody know. You can let us know by scanning that QR code. Sometimes today, fill out that connection card. Let us know, man, I made a decision to follow Jesus. We want to help you take some next steps. We're proud of you. The Bible says all of heaven is rejoicing because of that decision. It's not the end. It's just the beginning. Here's the next thing you can do. You can get baptized. And we're doing baptisms in three weeks from today at every location, October the 4th. We'd love to have you get baptized. It's an outward expression of an inward decision that you've made to follow Jesus. And I'm telling you, it's incredible. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.